Good day and welcome to the Right Place podcast, where we learn with you how to navigate the world by building better connections, relationships that last, and businesses that thrive. I'm Rudolf, as you all know by now, and with me today, I'm joined by Reinhardt. Good morning, Rudolf, and thank you for having me here today. Yeah, thanks, Reinhardt. It's great to have you with us. We've met online. We met on, on LinkedIn, I think, and we've been discussing a few things over the past while. And I think at the beginning of this year, we actually met face to face for the first time. So it's very nice to have this chat to you as well, um, to get to know you a little bit better again, but also to introduce you to the people that, that we work with and that we speak to. Um, and it's so nice that you actually offered some of your time, even though we're not as familiar as we probably could be, that you're willing to do this. So maybe, Reina, to start off with, um, I already welcomed you and, and, and maybe said thank you as well. But um, just tell us a bit about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? Um, yeah, a bit of background about Reina, the man. Okay, Rudolf, well, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. And I'm grateful for the opportunity that I can help and contribute in whichever way, which you, the work that you do to have a great impact in the community out there and to promote collaboration and prosperity. So, yeah, me, the short version of it all is I've always been on a mission to help people and to be inspired, to empower and encourage people. From a young age of 15, I picked up my first book, uh, that I bought was uh, Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. And from there on, I was on this, set on this mission to generally help people. Ventured into hospitality for about 20 years, where I had the opportunity to deal with people from all walks of life. And uh, finally, heeded the call to uh, pursue what I wanted to do, and that is to help people by more by serving them a great cup of coffee or a delicious meal, but really to coach them, uh, empower them with knowledge so they can live health, happier, healthier lives that's fulfilling and meaningful to them. Uh, and today, so besides the coaching that I do, I also do laughter yoga workshops, which I think we'll get into a little bit. So yeah, that's in short what I do on a mission to help people live happier and healthier lives so they can thrive and make a positive impact. Well, that's very interesting. You you mentioned the hospitality business, and and um, obviously I know that it was in the restaurant business, um, serving people coffee or a meal. Um, how do you how do you see that as a as a serving type of business, but also a product business? It's it's a two pronged approach in that you work with people, both your staff and clients, but you also serve a product, which is the food or the drinks or, or so on. How do you see that 20 year span in your career building up to where you are now? Uh, how did it help you? Or maybe do you see it as, as something that kept you back a bit? Um, but, but how did you see that phase of your life work towards where you are today? It was incredible. In short, it was incredible, Rudolf. Challenging, uh, but what I learned most from it was how to deal with people. In, in, in a restaurant, if you're a manager, you have customer complaints, staff complaints, and then you have management complaints. So you become an expert in conflict handling and understanding people and motivating them. Because it's a fine line that you have to walk. Also, like you mentioned, product, uh, you know, when you, when you manufacture or produce a, a meal, 
you know it's not always to people's liking so um that that end was was fine that wasn't the, the challenge it was the people that i learned the most from but yeah working 80 100 hour weeks at times um can become demanding so really i take my hats off to those that are doing it to this day uh, i'm grateful for that my path took a different uh, course uh, but in 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 all it was a great experience yes definitely a fantastic school in learning how to deal with people yeah that's that you make a good point in terms of the number of hours and the hard work that you have to put in because we sometimes forget that it's it's breakfast and dinner and it's uh, it's the entire day that gets swallowed up there um yeah note the pun um so if you if you look at that, your career took a bit of a turn. It came came from hospitality that is not necessarily seen as a people's business, although you make the good point that it is. And you, you're now venturing in people works that you probably busy with for the last year or so. Um, tell us a bit about people works, what it is you do. Um, and, and if people go on your site or on your LinkedIn page or so, what would they expect to find there? Venturing from hospitality, there was a point that I finally got my ticket out of the industry and was selling fireplaces and price at an uncle's uh, business showroom in Joburg. But it was very soon into that that I realized this ain't going to be my forever career. And I quickly and I quickly went back into looking what are the opportunities. And then I started investigating coaching and uh, the course on coaching and then Came, came March 2020 when we all went into this international working holiday from home uh, due to COVID. I kind of had to pivot and find ways to, to find clients. And I ventured into LinkedIn marketing, uh, got stuck there for a bit, managing clients' profiles, which was fantastic. Again, great insights from it. But still, I had this nagging thing like I want to help people more than just managing their profiles and generating leads. There was something more to to helping people and going back to when i was 15 and looking for how can i do that so then in it was about last year that i discovered shadow match and the coaching that you can do through the shadow match platform and it was really from then on that i said okay you know what this is it i've got to go and do this no more postponing it gotta go out and do it and so that was when the idea with PeopleWorks was, was born, was coming from the desire to help people thrive. And that's what, that's what it is about, helping people thrive. And coaching is a aspect. So um, what happened was about, was it in September, October last year, on a, on a WhatsApp group that I'm on, one of my fellow coaches floated an ad, people looking for a laughter workshop facilitator for one of their events and she said she couldn't make it so i was like hmm, this sounds interesting i, I found it a, a funny and i laughed about it and i was like i love what laughter laughter yoga how's that that's something new and i just tickled my fancy i investigated it and i said you know what this is fantastic you know it made me laugh it made me feel great even on that day our daughter had an accident with a car and she came home and feeling all terrible about it like you would if you made an accident and I still kind of laughed about it and I said oh it's okay don't worry about it and then the whole temperature in the room changed and I knew what and I knew that this is a fantastic tool to genuinely help people I mean you sitting there and the viewers looking at this you just have to think about laughter and they already will feel good 
you know, we all as yeah. human human beings love a good laugh because it releases endorphins and it makes us feel great. So that's kind of one of the offerings that I ventured into. There's other things as well, workforce optimization, but I kind of feel that laughter is the way forward. Lach, lach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. I um, so, so from what I, I'm hearing here right now, this, you've got obviously the laughter yoga thing that, that I want to stand still with a little bit more. You have the shadow match part of it where you analyze and, and look at team habits and how they they work together and also mm -hmm. how they they work against each other, but how we can complement each other within our our natural habits almost. And then obviously mm -hmm. the coaching part. And and they're all under one umbrella. They they might be very uh, diverse in the in terms of how it's packaged and how things work but it could also be seen as one thing. So um, you obviously um, focus on those three areas almost in isolation, and I'm sure within those, there might be a lot more detail as well. So let's quickly yes. pick on the one that I'm quite interested in. And it's merely because of two things. The one is, in, I've never heard of it before I met you uh, on LinkedIn. I think I actually commented on a post of yours on LinkedIn where I saw it and I'm like, what is this? And then we started chatting a bit, um, and that is that is laughter yoga. It's such a strange concept, um, but yeah, the first part is it's weird. The second part is we all do like good laugh, and like you said, we feel you feel better after a laugh. So, so what is it? How do you do it? What is it about? Um, and and how does it work? Because you just you don't just tell jokes, I suppose. It needs to be structured in, in some way. So yeah, tell, tell us how laughter yoga works. Sure. So, sure. so to give you an idea, I mean, it's really simple. We, uh, it's a group of five to 60 to 100 people that we get together in a location where there's plenty of space. People can move around freely and so on. And it's usually in a session can be anything from 30, 45 to 60 minutes. Uh, but it usually it starts out with a bit of a warm up, you know, and some stretches, deep breathing. You see, it's not just about laughter. There's also deep breathing involved in, in this whole thing. And it's anything but telling jokes or being funny. You know, it just comes as a natural result. But that's the beauty about laughter. We can just do it without finding anything funny or being told a joke. And uh, so, but, you know, people are reserved. We've stopped having fun. And so after warming up, I always get people to talk a bit gibberish. Just when people start talking gibberish, they already start having a, a laugh. Now, I just said it's not about being funny, but it gets people to stop being so self-conscious, you know. Uh, and then we start off with uh, it's a couple of laughter exercises. That's from 30, 45 seconds in total. And then followed again by some stretching. And one of those uh, laughter exercises is like the greeting laughter. And it's incredible where people, when they greet each other, now you can do it in the yogi stance, or you can greet someone with a hug, or you can do a handshake, depending on your on your preference and your personal space. But what's important is, is that you laugh while greeting the other people. So you don't say a word, instead of saying a word, you laugh. And you make eye contact. So that promotes connection with other people. That, that's that's how you start off the, the whole laughter workshop then or session is by greeting others 
And then another one of my favorites, and we all have this, like, we have a tendency to argue. So we have got, we've got this argument laugh. We, we argue with the other person, but we laugh. And I think I've shared this, um, this uh, photo of this video on LinkedIn where the workshop that I did where they're almost like strangling each other. <laughs> they're laughing. And, um, but then usually after that, and this is what I found powerful is we have apologize and forgive, you know, where people laugh, but they apologize and they forgive. And I've noticed how people while laughing, you can just sense apologizing and forgiveness flowing through it. And then that's followed after our exercises. And that's obviously planned and tailored. I did a, 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 a company's opening for this year. So for their team strategy, uh, so they can feel good and have the creative juices flowing and the endorphins making them feel good. And when you're in a positive mood, you, you can come up with fantastic ideas. You know, you're more open-minded. Anyhow, so I kind of tailored the whole program based on you have holiday, you on the holidays, and you had to make milkshakes and you had to pay a bill because there's like what they call a visa laughter. And now it's time to work. And it's, uh, it was quite fitting for them. And then it's followed by like, meditation laughter where people actually become laughter. You just sit down comfortably and without saying a word, people just start giggling and giggling turns into laughter. And, you know, it's just in incredible. So after about 10 minutes of that, you just lie down and relax, breathe deeply, forget about everything and just come to our senses and relax, rejuvenated, ready to take the world if you like. Uh, and this was not, not more, this was really in, incredible. The, the, the workshop that I then did in, in November last year, there wasn't a Friday. I was scheduled to start at three o'clock. I arrived there half past two and the organizers are like, dude, can you start? Like, how much time do you need? These people are over this day. And it was a wellness day where they painted ceramics and did self-defense classes and had a workshop on leading with emotional intelligence. <laughs> I wasn't three minutes in and the people was like, you know what, this is fantastic. We needed this this morning. But at the end of the day, they left that afternoon relaxed and like energized and rejuvenated. So, yeah, wow. it's it's powerful. A connection that it brings between people and people laugh together. And when you can kind of just let go, lose yourself and just have a good laugh. You know, it makes you feel good. As it's... you're telling the, the story, I already start giggling and I'm feeling so relaxed now. I forgot what I wanted to ask you next. Um, but, <laughs> but the fact is that you, you you always get into a state of mind where you just forget about other problems. Um, and I think that, that helps quite a bit. And I can hear from your tone of voice as well that you've been doing this because we, you, you start talking slower and softer. And I, I imagine it's almost like meditation. Um, if you if you think back about the workshops that you have done, what is what is people's reception to it? What is their feedback when they go through a session like this afterwards? Obviously, energized and relaxed, I, I would suppose. But what is the what is the the general feedback that you get? Ooh, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's like thank yous going all around uh, first, you know, first of all. But then it's like afterwards, and this is what's incredible. What what I share in the workshop, people can take home with them. 
mistake, I encourage them to, even in the workplace, to continue with it. You see, like one of the laughs is like, there's a time laughter. It's time to laugh. But I mean, you can always do it. It's like, it's time for lunch or it's time to, to leave or it's time to, it's time to work. You know, so people can in the workplace take some of this and we encourage it. Even after a session like this, take twice a week, 15 minutes where a team can huddle quickly together and let's have a laugh. You know, we all know how to laugh now. And so really encourage it. Take it home with you. I mean, even sometimes me and the missus, we, you know, if I sense an argument coming, I'd be like, I should start doing this. And already she starts laughing. End of the argument, you know, and we just like, it changes, yeah. it really changes the mood around. And so that's the thing with laughter. It's the sound of the soul dancing. And, you know, when you find people, yeah. So that's what people do. They come back. The feedback is, uh, I heard Wendy say, well, this is really fantastic. The staff are laughing, they're making a point of it. So obviously we just need to be reminded every now and again. I wanted, I wanted to ask, so, so how do you actually get business? Cause you've, you mentioned that you, you're a people person and I can get, gather from, from how you speak that you definitely are. Um, but also you, you worked on a lot of people's LinkedIn profiles and, and LinkedIn in general is a, is a networking opportunity. It tells people what you do, you position yourself in a, in a certain field or so on. And you obviously did it for other people as well. So you're quite good at that. Um, but, but how much, how do you see networking? Why do you do it? Um, why do you take part of it? And, and what's the value that you get out of networking per se, apart from just meeting new clients potentially, but, but what's that? Why do you do it? Why are you involved in networking? Sure. Rudolf, now this is interesting. Uh, it's now two years ago, right? So when I struck out on my own, I stopped managing profiles and, uh, I now had to find clients that I wanted to coach and train and help. You know, I really couldn't, I probably had about five, four, four or five people I could go for a cup of coffee with. Uh, relationships are very like sad to say, but as good as I am at building relationships, I'm also a master at, at, um, at uh, ruining them in the past, but thank God that is over now. But the point is this, that before I started, I needed to network. I needed to find people. And then I figured, okay, I'm going to find clients. But what I discovered my first year of networking was, yeah, not only showing up every week for networking so you can build credibility and visibility, but it was to go on coffee dates with people that was in the room to learn about their business, to learn about them. And my mentor always used to say, you know, it's relationships are what it's all about. You know, go out, build the relationship. Don't go and to sell to a person. Build a relationship with that person. Get to know who they are and see how you can be helpful to them. And in that process, a lot of, how can I say, um, you know, I grew as a person. My self-confidence grew as a person. You know, I benefited besides the fact of building a network and having people being uh, referring others to me for business. That was the best part of it all. And to this day, I, I network. Uh, I'm part of a BNI chapter and there we meet every day. And the whole purpose is again, go out there and build relationships and be there to give, not to get. And it's always, it's always like the, 
to start taking care of the pennies and the towns will take care of themselves. The business yeah. is based on relationships. And if you take care of the relationships, the business will, will automatically flow. So networking in this day and age is, is, is very, is crucial. You know, without a network, you, you're kind of lost. Your network is probably what your greatest asset. Anything else can go missing. You can close a business. You can lose all your money. But if you still have your network, you have people that you can reach out to and say, look, I need help with this or I'm venturing into that. And they can always introduce you. So, yeah, it's about the relationships. Uh, so, so do you see a difference between networking and relationship building or do you see it as one concept? I see it as one. I see it as one of the same thing. Net networking is built on relationships. Again, if you don't yeah. have relationships, you won't have a network. And if you are not relationship focused, relationship minded, then the network won't, won't serve you well. You will know all these people, but if you have no relationship with them, it's meaningless. Yeah. It's just a number on your phone uh, and, and relationships are built on, on trust, mutual trust and respect and understanding. So yeah. So it's the relationships first and then, yeah. And then the network grows because of the relationship. No, I support that. I think you, you can't just go to a networking event and expect people to do something for, for you. So it's, it's building that relationship through trust. And secondly, I would say consistency yeah. as well. You can't just uh, do something for someone some uh, once uh, it needs to be consistent. You need to build on that. And, and that's how you, you manage the relationship, people to start believing you, start trusting you and that you get something out of it at the end. And I don't say that you build a relationship purely to gain something. You need to give as much as you mm -hmm. can um, uh, of your time, of your advice. Um, and, and at some stage, if you need something, you would not be shy to ask purely because you know that you have some credits in the bank, um, but also that you, you have that mutual respect and trust relationship that you are able to ask and, and people will jump, at, uh, jump to help you. Um, in, in whatever that is. Uh, yeah, I see, I see networking in the same way. I want to ask also in terms of physical relationships, uh, physical sounds a bit off, but face to face relationship where you've met people, you work with them, you understand them, you've had this, you've actually experienced each other versus an online networking approach. Cause you've, you've been there, you've done some LinkedIn marketing for people. Do you see a different approach between the two or do you actually see it as more, more or less an extension of each other? Sure. That's an excellent question. So I'm going to go back quickly to my time experience that I had when I was managing clients, LinkedIn profiles. Now I was working with this agency in Cape town who gave me contracts and I was working for them about two years. We were working together and always saw each other virtually. Uh, never in, never met in person until finally we met in person. Uh, and that didn't kind of make a difference. So I think with COVID, it really changed the landscape in how we do business and so on. But the number one prize is when you do meet someone in person, there is something, there is just yeah. something special about it. You have a different, there's a fourth dimension or third dimension. Right now we just have 2D, but there's a third and a fourth dimension. And, without going into the yeah. science, but 
there's there's the microbiomes that we can pick up. We you know we sense other people in a completely different way than what we do when we uh, on a virtual platform. So look at the end of the day, LinkedIn is also a networking platform, and it happens in a very different way. The focus, if the focus still remains on building the relationship, on adding value. See, and quickly on adding value, I'm, I'm being reminded of Stephen Covey's um, In Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, where he talks yeah. about an emotional bank account to, for relationships. How many deposits are you making? And then there comes a time when you say, okay, can I make the withdrawal? And if you make too many withdrawals, then obviously the relationship is going to suffer as a result. So I think if one observes the principles of relationships, uh, of adding value, overtaking from someone, it can be maintained. Mm. But I think we really need that in-person is first price. If we can have that, it makes a big, big difference. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I think um, it's good to meet people online, to, to build that report and to, to start understanding each other and, and to maybe extend it to a Zoom and, and all the like. Um, but there is definitely that extra bit of spice as soon as you meet each other face to face you you understand the person and and there's a bit of a, a a difference in the way that you approach that person in future as well it's always a rather interesting if you have to tell your grandmother that you've met someone but you only met this person online the, the concept gets a bit lost in translation there and and i think it it's because they're not as much online as we are but also that, um, that there's, there's something when you make eye contact with someone face-to-face um, -face that, that you actually can see, yeah, I can trust this person or not. And, and it's above, above my understanding sometimes, but it is definitely something deeper. So without going into too much of yeah. philosophy and science here, um, on the 14th of March, you are the speaker at the Irene Business Network. And, and on the day, we spoke about it a bit, and I said, listen, I, I so enjoy this aspect of laughter yoga that I think it's something completely unique that I don't think a lot of people have gone through in the past. Um, so we spoke about it and said, listen, um, come and talk to the, to the crowd that attends that evening session a bit about laughter yoga. So what is it that you're going to bring on the day? Um, to talk, we normally have about 30 minutes to, to chat to the people. What is it that we're going to do that evening that's, that you feel is unique and that you can bring to the, the business people of Irene? I think what people can look forward to is having a good laugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's definitely, that is, will be a, a departure point. So definitely I'll share some ways that you can, uh, how, how to laugh and share some exercises that people can can take home with them and to the workplace, most definitely. So there will be some laughs. Yeah. Also for those fact fanatics, I will be sharing some of the benefits of laughter because you do have those that like, where's, can I see the data? Where's the data? Show me, show me the facts here. So I'll have for those, I'll be, I'll make sure that I cater for them. But in, in all, I mean, yeah, that's it. We're going to, I'll, I'll dive into the benefits of it and obviously give an idea of how they can take it in the workplace and what they can do. I'll share the resources. Uh, I mean, people don't always have to call me up to come and facilitate, facilitate mm -hmm. a session. That's the beauty of it. It is, you know, we as human beings know what it is to laugh. We just need to be doing more of it. 
So people will leave empowered with skills and knowledge and resources that can help them bring laughs in their homes, in their workplaces and their communities. And like I said, for those uh, fact fanatics, I'll have some facts lined up. And and that's it. That's the sweet and short of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I I do like a good laugh and I do like to crack a joke now and then, but I, it's going to be something unique, I'm sure. Um, I want to yeah. quickly move on to your own networking environment again. And from BNI, Business Network International's perspective, you joined it to build a bit of a brand, but also your, your network after you started your own business. Why did you opt for that? And what is the value that you're getting out of that specific networking environment? Well, okay. So we can kind of say BNI was probably, you know, was founded 39 years ago. They have a membership of over 300,000 people, members that they have, international. Uh, they've, they've kind of walked you know, they're kind of the pioneers in the networking industry. And if you look, if you follow uh, Dr. Ivan Meisner, who's the founder and chief visionary officer of BNI, he founded on the principle of giver's gain. And for you to become, if you want to become a member, first of all, and one of the first core value is, uh, you know, you're here to give and then you will automatically gain. But, you know, looking at what you can give. Uh, so what we have is, is, is people that are vetted. So there's a membership committee who reviews the members that wants to join. They check up on them. So kind of, you know, it's kind of, it's, uh, it's individuals that's kind of proven themselves. And it's not just random, any random Tom, Dick and Harry that shows up. Uh, people that share the values, the core values kind of stay on in this business. It gives you access to members internationally if you do business internationally. But I've had meetings with people in Cape Town, Canada, the UK. Uh, I can even go to the States if I want to. But it enables you to meet people who, are, who, who share the same concept as you. Let's yeah. meet, see how we can support each other and promote each other's businesses. And even potentially cooperate or what they call competition. How can we collaborate? So, yeah, yeah so that's kind of what got me involved with BNR and, um, and still you know, like, there's the education part that also that's with it. Um, and there's accountability. So we are being held accountable. When we say we've given a referral, uh, we are, there's some referral reality checks that takes place to see if it is true that what we are giving quality referrals. So yeah, and end of it all, and look, everything, not everything is perfect. It can always be better, but I have found BNI to be a fantastic platform to, to connect with like-minded individuals and to grow your network. Uh, yeah. Oh, very good. I, you must invite me with once. I, um, we don't have a lot of time left, so I want to ask one uh, story, maybe uh, from your networking experience, something funny or sad or something that happened to you in a networking environment that you can relay that's, that's unique. If anything, what comes to mind is personal growth and development. Right. I, I, when I was uh, in my early days, when started with when I started it was with Friday Club, and then there was another lady also there. We kind of both started at the same time, and you know, confidence was low. You know, she's an advocate. She, you know, and you think advocates are like you know 
they've got it all figured and so on. But when she started, it was also for her. Uh, she was down, down to the ground, self-esteem was low, self-confidence, but then just showing up every week for the meetings, connecting with other people, standing up and giving your 30 seconds, your weekly presentations, and then eventually giving a 10-minute presentation on your business, that kind of, you know, there's, there's growth involved with it. Like I mentioned earlier, sure. when you start connecting with others and you take the focus of you and you start focusing on others and you build those relationships. Now, when we connect with people, we, you know, we lift up others. We, 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 we lift up ourselves in the process. And I think if anything from networking, that's what comes up. It, funny bits. Uh, yeah, this year and there, funny thing, but we, the remarkable thing about networking is the personal growth that you get from it, the relationships that you foster. And eventually that's, you don't just plant a seed today and tomorrow you have the, the mealy standing all over there and ready for harvest. It, it takes time and it yeah. takes time to cultivate and nourish it and, and work it. Yeah, again, it's a consistency. You don't just build it in one day. Mm-hmm. And, and showing up is probably yeah. the first part towards consistency. Yeah. And then secondly is to do what you said you're going to do. Um, so that you can gain that trust of the other person. So um, I want to thank you for your time. I thank you for always being available to have a quick chat and, and to, to share what you know as well. I very much look forward to the 14th of March um, to have you at the Irene Business Network and introduce you to the people that are out there that attend that, um, but also for them to, to experience this unique way of, of doing a bit of um, relaxation, but also team building at the same time. Yeah, so thank you very much. Anything last that you want to say, maybe? You know what? We are because of each other, Rudolf. Relationships are what it's all about. And now more than ever, I, I, I treasure that. I make an effort, you know, to have a good time meeting people and, and just see where I can be of service. See, that's my kind of thing. I'm looking for opportunities to be generous and people to serve and help them solve their problems with common sense solutions. And that's, sorry, and that's the beauty about networking. You know, you can, if you have a vast network, you can help a person with any problem they may have. And that's what life is about. It's about helping each other and helping you with what you need help with, not necessarily what I have to offer. When the time is ripe and ready and you have a need for my services, you will reach out to me. Thank you, Reinhardt, and thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will see you next time at the right place.